This is the Food Factor Podcast, the show that talks about the connection between your health and what you eat or don't eat. I'm your host, Stephanie Mahachek, clinical nutritionist, health coach, science nerd, perma student, and mother of four. I love dogs, babies, and most of all, talking about all things health, wellness, and the weirdness of the human body. Thank you for being here. Hello, welcome back to another episode of the Food Factor Podcast. My name is Stephanie Mahachek. Thank you so much for being here. We are going to dive right in to today's topic, which is the statement, I never feel hungry. Now, if you're saying this, or maybe you've felt this lately, or you hear somebody say it, the statement, I never feel hungry, or I could go all day without eating, those are actually statements that I've been hearing more and more people tell me lately. You know, when I am working with people or talking with people, I ask them to describe some of their eating patterns and and some of the food choices that they're making and the timing of their meals and how they're feeling. We dive deep into all of that. And there has been a pattern lately where more often than not, somebody will say, you know, I could really go all day and just not feel hungry. I just am not hungry at all. So let's dive into that because I think that this is a bigger problem than most people think. And especially if you're dealing with it, especially if you're like, oh yeah, that's totally me. I could go all day without eating. You know, some people actually use it as a point of bragging rights when they're like, yeah, I don't have to eat. I can go all day. It's like, well, that's not exactly ideal for most people. And let's compare that with how you're feeling and some of your symptoms. In our culture, more specifically our diet culture, The diet culture has you believing that you need to follow an exact amount of calories or there's like a magic number of carbs that you need to hit in order to maintain or lose weight. But in a fun little place that I like to call reality, your metabolism and your body's energy needs change on a daily basis based on many factors. So today I want to spend some time talking about the basics of human metabolism. I want to talk about what interrupts your hunger signals, what not feeling hungry may mean. And then I want to talk about some signs you are hungry versus signs you're just having like a mental craving or an emotional craving, as well as an example of a tool that you can use to kind of relearn some of your hunger cues. Now, I keep saying the word hunger cues. When somebody says that they're not hungry, I have seen it before where it's a matter of their signals getting crossed. So they're actually hungry but their brain signals and the cues, the hunger cues are being lost in translation along the way. So we're going to talk a little bit about that as well. So let's start with the basics of human metabolism. Each cell in your body requires nutrients in the form of vitamins, minerals, enzymes, glucose, proteins, and fats to function. When cells are working properly, they are able to produce energy, they're able to create neurotransmitters, they're able to heal tissues, there's a whole bunch of tasks that the body needs to do, and the cells and the healthy cells with the nutrients all help to do that. When your body needs nutrients to carry out those tasks or respond to a stressor or fight an infection, it will send signals for you to obtain more nutrients. This is also called a hunger cue. Now, your body will continue to send cues and signals until it gets the tools it needs to do the job it needs to do. What do you think happens when you suppress those signals? 
What do you think happens when you suppress those signals for years? This is the case when we diet, when we ignore what our body is telling us it needs because what we interpret that it needs doesn't fit in with the rules that we have taken on for our eating. Essentially, your emotions and brain can start to block those signals and ignore them, which is sad. I imagine like a little child pulling on a parent's sleeve, like wanting to ask a question and then being ignored so that they kind of like slump away. Sadly, it's heartbreaking, but that's essentially what those of us who have dieted for years is doing to our internal signals. Over time, your body adapts and doesn't send the signals as clearly. Or our layers of emotions and fear and guilt and shame cloud or block the signals so they don't come through. What's left is a lot of confusion, maybe some appetite changes, and fatigue because you may or may not be getting the right amount of nutrients, you know, among other things. Like I said, there are some factors that influence your appetite. Some are within your control and some are not. So let's take a minute and talk about a few things that can interrupt your hunger signals. One of them is sleep. I think we've all experienced if you don't get a good night's sleep or maybe you're chronically sleep deprived like new parents, your appetite might change. Maybe you're excruciatingly like hungry all the time. Maybe you have zero appetite because you're just so sleep deprived and all you want to do is sleep. Sleep can be a factor. Now, another one would be physical activity. I've had a lot of people say, especially when they start a new exercise program, that they're hungry seemingly all the time. And then other people, after they exercise, they don't feel hungry at all. So that can definitely interrupt some of those hunger signals. Temperature is also another one. So think about in the summer months where it's super hot out, maybe it's humid, maybe you've been outside. A lot of people report that their hunger is less or that they don't have as strong of an appetite in the summertime, whereas in wintertime, they tend to eat more. So sometimes temperature can have an impact. Hormonal changes is another one. So definitely women, especially around certain times of the month, they may crave certain foods. They may find that they're a little bit more hungry than they normally are. Um, also when we get in different phases of life, so, um, menopause phase, pregnancy phase, um, what's lovingly referred to as menopause, when men are becoming of a certain age, like in their sixties, they can experience some appetite changes as well. So hormonal changes are definitely tied to hunger signal cues. Um, stress is another one, whether you're a stress eater or, um, other various aspects of stress, which I'm going to get into more in a second here, but stress is definitely one that can impact your appetite. So it, it can block hunger, hunger cues and make you not feel hungry. And it can also induce hunger and make you feel more hungry. Another one would be years of dieting. Um, with years of dieting and suppressing our body's natural cues for hunger and telling itself when you're hungry and when you're not and full and, and, you know, emotional cravings and all of those things that kind of factor in, of course, there's plenty of time for a disruption in hunger signals. And then some medications can actually cause hunger changes. So if you are taking some medications, make sure you look at the side effect list that comes with the little handout. Uh, and see if appetite changes are one of them, because sometimes people will blame themselves for not feeling hungry or feeling always hungry, and it's it's because of their medication. And also one that people don't really factor in much is illness. So if you are about to come down with something, if you are fighting a virus or an infection, maybe whether you know it or not, 
um, that can absolutely change your appetite. Maybe sometimes you are absolutely not hungry, you know, especially like when you have the flu or, or COVID or some sort of like upper respiratory infection. A lot of, a lot of us don't feel that hungry at that time. Your body's fighting the infection and it just doesn't feel hungry. Um, and other times you feel like super hungry when you have an illness. So, um, it can also impact, you know, both ways. So when someone says to me, I just never feel hungry or I can go all day without eating. My mind as a clinical nutritionist immediately thinks, are you in fight or flight all day? Is your stress level heightened? Are you fighting a virus or an illness? How long have you been dieting? Let's talk about stress for a second. That's one area that I wanted to dive a little bit deeper in. We have discussed the stress response in relation to digestion before on the podcast, but if you need a quick refresher, I'm going to go over it super fast. So our bodies have an amazing thing called the fight, flight, or freeze response. This is a survival response deep within our DNA that gives us a burst of energy and resources in order to either fight to protect ourselves, run from danger, or freeze in place. Back in the day, this was useful when we'd step out from a cave and not know what we'd be facing. Nowadays, the triggers of, say, a saber-toothed tiger or a bear may not be as prevalent for most of us, but we now are faced with traffic and deadlines and overbooked schedules and all the things that we all deal with on a daily basis that causes a similar response in our physiology. Our stress response doesn't know the difference between being late for an appointment and running from a bear, which therein lies the problem. We don't run from bears often, but if you have a stressful life or a stressful job, that that response is present constantly. The interesting thing is when we are stressed, our body naturally suppresses certain functions in order to devote more resources to running, fighting, or freezing. Priority goes to the heart, the lungs, the brain, and the muscles, and other functions like digestion, reproduction, and yes, hunger get suppressed because you don't need to feel hungry. You don't need to reproduce. You don't need to have your digestive system working when you are fighting something or fleeing something. So those get suppressed and those resources are diverted to the parts of the body that need to respond to that stressor. So can you see how your stress level could be causing your hunger level to be affected? A quick story. I had a client who has an immensely stressful job. The hours are chaotic. The workload is heavy. Emotionally, it is really draining for her. And on top of all of that, she has kids with special needs and a parent that she is a caretaker for. But when I asked her about her stress level, because she was one who said that she never feels hungry, she said her stress level wasn't all that bad. Now, I understand that someone's level of stress is very subjective and their perspective makes a difference. She's a very positive person. But I also think our bodies are brilliant and can adapt to almost anything. Adapting to stress, though, does not mean your stress response is lowered. It means your body has adjusted to functioning at a higher level of cortisol and adrenaline. That doesn't mean it's healthy. It doesn't mean it's good. It just means that it's holding on. And essentially, that was the case for her. She came to me because she was fatigued, she was showing signs of nutritional deficiencies, and was starting to develop chronic diseases. All of that to say, if you aren't feeling hungry, take a look at your stress level. Now, if you're sitting here thinking, 
I don't know what my hunger cues are anymore. Let's talk about what those might look like. So signs that you are hungry. Your stomach is growling. You actually feel it in like your stomach. You, you know, feel that, that growlingness. You might have low energy. You might get shaky. You might get irritable. You might have headaches. It tends to come on gradually versus like instant. And any food that you eat will do. It will solve the problem. You are open to options versus feeling locked in on one particular food item. So in comparison, that signs that you are actually hungry. In comparison, some signs of emotional hunger looks a little bit different. This may come on quickly or instantly. So if you're emotionally hungry or have a craving for something, it looks a little different. It comes on very quickly. Maybe you smell a Cinnabon in the mall. Not that anyone really goes to malls anymore. But if you smell Cinnabon like in the airport, and you're like, oh my God, I got to have one of those. You see maybe a commercial and instantly want whatever food that it shows. It, it's not a gradual hunger. That's an instant emotional hunger. It's also felt more, instead of in your stomach, it's felt more in your mind. So you're thinking about it more than you are actually physically feeling the hunger. Uh, also, you have uh, like a specific craving for a specific food. So not anything will do. You actually like you're like, I am locked in on this pizza and nothing else will do that. That doesn't necessarily mean you're physically hungry. It means you maybe have more of an emotional hunger, or emotional craving for something. And it's also indicated if the food that you were craving, if you didn't get that food, but you still ate something else, you still have this unsatisfied void. So because you didn't eat the thing that you were craving, you're still emotionally hungry for it, even though you're physically full. It also can come on in relation to an emotion. So if you are celebrating something, if you all of a sudden you got great news, and you're like, I'm hungry, let's go eat. It's, are you truly hungry or is it just because of a celebratory response to something? Same as with sadness. Are you sad or depressed about something or angry about something? And all of a sudden you have a trigger in your mind to go and eat or have a snack or something like that. It's probably more of an emotional hunger versus a physical hunger. For some people, years of suppressing your actual hunger cues to fit the mold of a diet, plus feeling guilty about it, and then sprinkling in some layers of emotional eating in the recipe for nutrition confusion. They feel like their body has changed and they don't know what it needs, which it, it likely has. It probably has changed because it has been adapting to what you've been doing the, over the last however long you've been doing it. So what can you do? To start, it's helpful to get an idea of the times of day you do feel actual hunger, like the in your belly, grumbling, rumbling hunger. Is this consistent? Are the time, is it a, a pattern that has formed? Does it change depending on certain things? What is your normal pattern for eating? Do you notice some days where you actually feel more hungry than others? If so, how do you respond to it? Secondly, what do you have going on in your life that could be a factor in your hunger cues? Go back through that list I discussed earlier, the sleep, the physical activity, the temperature, the hormonal changes, the stress, the years of dieting, the medications, the illness. Which of these are factors for you? And what is your plan to address the ones that you have ability to change? And third, what are your health goals? Are you noticing more fatigue? Are you just feeling off? Are you noticing times during the day where you lack energy, like in the afternoon or first thing in the morning? Are you noticing some weight gain around the middle? Are you noticing that certain tasks or certain things are harder? Are you noticing that 
the way that you ate before doesn't really seem to be working for you now anymore and you're feeling off and you're just feeling run down and feeling like you need a change. How can your eating and when you're eating help to support your new goals? As a simple tool to try, some people find using a hunger and fullness scale helpful. Now, I don't think this is right for everybody, but if you want to try it out, there are a few ways to do it. Personally, I just have people think of how hungry or full they are on a scale of 1 to 10 if 10 was like you're painfully full. Are you at a 5? Are you at a 9? I even hesitate to use this with certain people because those who have been dieting for decades tend to get so hung up on numbers. But what I like about it, though, is that it makes you stop and pause and check in with yourself. This is meant to be a tool. It's not a rule that you must follow. It's meant to be a tool. You can use it or you cannot. You can let it pass, whatever. But the whole point is that you're learning to connect with your body again. And sometimes it just takes us a minute to actually engage and check in with ourselves. So just to recap, if you find yourself not feeling hungry most days, or if you hear someone say, I could go all day without eating, This could mean a few things, but what we talked about were factors like dieting and hormones and especially stress playing a role in this. And we talked about signs to look for to help retrain yourself on your own hunger cues. We also talked about the difference between actual hunger versus emotional hunger. And I listed a few things to ask yourself and try out to get started connecting again with your own hunger cues. So... If you, as always, if you need help with this, if you want someone to help walk you through some of these things and more, please reach out to me. I am happy to do this. I'm happy to work with you. You can set up a free consultation so I can know a little bit more about what your history is with dieting and with hunger cues and what you're experiencing. And we can talk a little bit too about the other kind of more holistic side of health and nutrition, which is the stress and the sleep and the physical activity and even the social and community connection that you may or may not have and how that plays a part in your nutrition and in your health. Because those are the key factors in somebody's holistic wellness routine. And not many people focus on all of it. There's a lot of people just zero in on what they think is quote unquote wrong When in fact, all of these things need to be harmoniously moving together in order for you to feel your best. So it can be helpful for somebody to help coach you through that and help walk you through that. And I'm happy to do that. You can always schedule a free 20 minute consultation. There's click on the link below in the show notes, or you can also go to my website at foodfactornutrition.com and schedule that. Let's chat it out. Let's talk about how working together may or may not be a good fit for you. And we can kind of go from there. So I hope this was helpful for you. And again, if you have ever caught yourself saying, I could go all day with eating, or maybe now that you've heard this episode and you think, yeah, that's actually true about me. I never feel hungry. Go back through and kind of check and assess some of these possible contributors to that because going all day without eating is never going to be a good solution long-term for your health. Our bodies are simply not designed to go all day without eating for the long term. So if you are experiencing certain conditions or maybe you have a family history of certain conditions and you find that you're not eating as supportive as you can to help prevent those conditions, please reach out to me. This is what I do and I'd be happy to help give you some solutions to that issue. All right. I hope you have a wonderful rest of the week. Bye. 
Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Food Factor Podcast. It is my personal mission to help people make the best food choices that they can for their particular situation. So if you found this episode helpful, I would be so grateful if you would share it with a friend or a family member or somebody who needs to hear this information and also leave me a review. Those are the things that help get this podcast seen and heard by more people who could use the help as well. I really appreciate your support. Thank you so much for listening.